we were doing Srimad Bhagavatam, Canto 11, Part 2, Chapter 29. This chapter is called the Bhakti Yoga. Uh, yesterday we spoke about verse 33, up to 33. So, whatever that you do in the world, that is analytical knowledge, ritualistic worship, mystic yoga, normal business of yours, political rule, or whatever that you do in terms of advancing you yourself in religiosity, economic development, sense gratification or whatever, like liberation. Any person who is doing, doing all these things, they are basically doing it for a valid purpose of these four things. But that doesn't lead any person towards Krishna. It can only lead a person in economic development, in religion, in sense gratification or liberation. These are the four things that happens. That is dharma, artha, kama and moksha. These are the four things that happens. But Krishna says over here, you can only reach me if you are my devotee. And whichever way that you accomplish it in, that is going to lead you only towards those four things. But those four things are not connected with me. If we are talking in terms of liberation, moksha is the last word that is used. Moksha means liberation. Liberation will give you no more life after this. Did you understand? There will be no more lives. So, rebirth doesn't happen. You finish your cycle of rebirth, finish it off. Liberation can grant you that much. But to be with Krishna is more than liberation. And the only way of reaching him is by devotion alone. So we had ended there yesterday. We are doing Srimad Bhagavatam, Canto 11, Part 2, Chapter 29, Verse 34. This is a chapter called Bhakti Yoga, a talk between Sri Krishna and Uddhava. Now these are the final stages and Krishna is giving him the closing statements. So in the closing statement, Krishna had said to reach me, that means to reach Krishna, the only path open to people is the path of devotion. And I had told you yesterday that I am going to discuss about devotion in detail. It is very, very important to understand. So, let me do the verse, let me read the verse out to you once again and tell you what it means. A person who gives up all fruitive activities and offers himself entirely unto me, eagerly desiring to render services unto me, achieves liberation from birth and death and is prompted to the status of sharing my own opulences. There are a couple of things which he says. The last word, the last line says, you want to share with me my opulence. Imagine I am a king. I will allow you to sit next to me. So you can be standing next to me, sitting next to me. You are a part of my world. So if there is a world, you can join me over there. You understand? It's an example. What he means is this. That there is a place called Golok Rindavan. Which is his own abode. 
where he is the person. So you can join him over there, standing next to him, sitting next to him, doing whatever that is needed by him. This is one meaning. Then he says, achieving liberation from birth and death. Liberation from birth and death means moksha, isn't it? So, just getting liberated from birth and death means you do not have a body or bodies to accomplish your worldly sojourn. No, you don't have those bodies. After the death of that particular body, there will be no more bodies available for you. That is the meaning of the word liberation from birth and death. Then what happens to you? You get dissolved in the Brahma. But remember the first line which I said? Sharing opulences doesn't happen. So you want to share Krishna's domain and go with him over there. You have to go beyond liberation. Beyond liberation. So dharma, artha, kama, moksha. Beyond moksha there is furthermore. And that furthermore is called reaching Krishna in his domain. To be with him. So how do you get there? I am doing the verse in reverse. I don't know whether you understood it. First I told you sharing opulences. Then I told you liberation. Get out of that thing. Go to him. Third one from reverse order. You should do render services to him. Eagerly render services unto him. Services. Services for what? The Lord stays within you. Do you know that much? We have been doing this all along. The Lord is in everybody. I am in this, I am in that. Yesterday also I read a certain number of verses to give you an understanding that the Lord lives in everybody. Right? He is in the trees, he is in the birds, he is in the animals, he is in, you name it, everything. The stones, everything. He is in everything. How can you be one with him? How can you serve him? Serving the Lord is very, very important. So he says, eagerly desiring to render service unto me. How do you serve the Lord? Serving the Lord simply means serving the purpose of this body. The reason why are you here? Human beings normally tell you, tell you these things, you know, I am here because I want to eat, drink, be merry, make merry of myself, enjoy my life, go on holidays, do this, do that. This is the reason why I was born. I am born because I want to be happy. And I want to enjoy my life. <laughs> you are not born here for enjoyment and happiness. Just think. Do you join a company to enjoy yourself and be happy? You join the company because the company has certain job to do. Isn't it? He, they have some work for you. So if you have joined the company, there is some activity or work that is very important. That you got to do. Otherwise you are not serving the purpose. no. So first 
serving the purpose is important. When you serve the purpose, when you work for the company, does the company pay you money? It pays you money. How does it pay you? By cash or kind, isn't it? There are many ways of paying. For services rendered, you get something, isn't it? So, you get happiness when you get the money. Because you can feed yourself, you can feed your family, you can take a holiday if you want, you can do whatever that you think with the money that you get. So, you get happiness. So, did you understand in the material world, you get a job so that you can do something. So, now think about the reason why you have a body. So, you have a body only for enjoyment? Isn't that a wrong notion? First, you got to work for it, isn't it? So, working for the body is extremely important. What is the kind of work that is important? See, if you are working in a company as an architect or somebody who does coding, your job is coding. Okay? If your job is to sell something, you are a salesperson, isn't it? Can you do accountancy and other things? No, you can't. If you are a salesperson, you have to sell. If you are a coder, you have to code. So, it is actually the job that you are doing, isn't it? Specific activity. If you do some other activity, do you think you will get paid? No. So, your body has been given for a specific activity and a purpose. So, it is very important to serve that purpose alone. Not just any purpose. If your body is meant for barking, guarding the house, so you better bark and guard the house. Okay? Right? No, but you see there are those who like to wear clothes, sit in their nice poofy, you know that nice chair of theirs, warm themselves up. I am talking about a dog, I am sure you understand that. <laughs> so, <laughs> your job is to bark, your job is to guard the house, your job is to take care of the stuff around you. But if you are going to just sit over there doing nothing, then you are not serving the purpose. So, the dog's purpose is that. In the same way, if we have a nice car, now see, you have a nice car. The car is there on your porch, outside, very nice car on the porch. It's a Ferrari, okay? And it is Bangalore city. Are you going to go in your Ferrari to your office and come back? Do you know, to just do 10 kilometer stretch, it takes 2 hours? Your, your car can do maybe 200 miles per hour or something like that. And you are doing just 10 kilometers in 2 hours. So, do you need a Ferrari? It's of no use, isn't it? So, why have a Ferrari? We have great film actors who have a Rolls Royce in their garage. What is the point in having a Rolls Royce in Mumbai? I mean, <laughs> just think about it. To have a Rolls Royce in Mumbai, isn't it stupidity? Alright? So, your body is there for a purpose 
specific purpose. You are not a Rolls Royce, right? Rolls Royce, if there are kings and queens and all that, yes, they can go around in that. From one palace to another palace, they can go. Yeah, they, everybody is going to. And then you can do like this to them. <laughs> but what is the point in having those jewels or that Ferrari or that fancy thing? It's of no use. In the same way, this body is meant for a purpose. And serving the purpose is extremely important. And that purpose is called Swadharma. My Dharma. What am I here for? So, if God is inside you and you have a Swadharma, the reason why you are here, you better serve the purpose, isn't it? So, serving the purpose is important. So, in this case, Krishna says, your body has been given for a specific purpose, do serve the purpose. In that part, he talks about Karma Yoga. Karma, you can do body, you know, karma with a body, isn't it? Serving purpose. I've got hands, I can do something with my hands. I've got legs, I can do something with my legs. I've got brains. How many have them? Well, you will say everybody has brains. Well, it is like the Ferrari. Some people have a Ferrari brain and some people have an antique brain. It's just lying in that garage. Nothing is used. You just polish it and keep it, you see. Nicely polish it and keep it. But it is of no use. People waste their life. So, you need to have a usable <laughs> brain. <laughs> like that. You have teeth, you have eyes, you have ears, you have nose, everything is there. Don't you think you have to serve the purpose of that good tool that you have been given? There are three Gandhiji's, you know, monkeys. I'm sure you know those three monkeys of Gandhiji. Hear right. Okay. See right. Speak right. Means what? Achha bolo. Achha dekho. Achha suno. Just hear good stuff. See good stuff. And talk good stuff. This is called usage of the body. Misuse means you can hear all the wrong things in the world. You can see all the bad stuff in the world. And you can just speak whatever nonsense that comes to your mouth. So what is the point of your life then? The tools have been given for a good purpose, not a bad purpose. Right? So use them for a proper purpose alone. This Clearly means something to every individual. Now, in this, did I say speak the truth? Did you hear me say these words? You are supposed to speak the truth? I never said that. I said the right purpose, the right thing. Right purpose. Speak right things. Good stuff. Not the truth. I never said you should speak the truth. You can't go and tell the president of a country you are a bad man. Okay? Can you say that? You may say that is the truth. Can you see, speak those words? No, you cannot. Can you stand in front of Krishna and say, You run after girls. 
Can you say those words? You can't say those words. Can you? You will say, I am telling the truth. No, I am sorry. You cannot speak those words. Those are not the right words. Can you deride a person by speaking a truth? Of course, you are deriding a person sometimes. When you speak the truth, when you look at a person and say, you are lying, you are not telling me the truth. Suppose you are an adopted child, adopted child, and you want to know about your father and mother. Then what happens to you? You want to know about your real father and mother, the one who has given you birth. Then what happens to you? I will tell you one story which I saw few days ago. In that story, this man was giving an interview and he said, I wanted to find out about my father and mother. I am an adopted child and I have a very good family by the way. I have some few brothers and sisters and all that and I am very happy. But still that curiosity was there. I wanted to find out about my father and mother. And you know there is a story called The Lion. I am sure some of you have seen the movie called The Lion. In which the Patel, uh, that person who acted in uh, Slumdog Millionaire, he wants to find out his real parents. So he is in Australia. He is an adopted child. And he searches for his mother and father. I mean mother. And finally finds her. So, this man in the interview says, I saw this movie called Lion and I thought I needed to find out about my mother and father. And he said, I googled and after a very long time, I realized who my mother and father are. So, I wrote to my mother very eagerly saying that I want to meet you and I would love to know you, blah, 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 all those things. And he says, I was not ready for what was to happen. He got a legal notice from the mother's lawyers. After this, if you ever try to connect with her, we will sue you. Don't ever connect back with her. The obligation of a mother finished the day she has given you up for adoption. You are no longer a part of her world. It was the biggest shock of his life and he didn't know what to do. So think about it. In your life, are you ready for truth? And truth can be so harsh. Then he was very much distraught. He didn't know what to do. But he continued to write to his father, not to his mother. And in that interview, they showed him with his father, the real father you mean, you know, the one who has given birth. I believe he has a lot of uh, other, you know, sisters and brothers from that side of the family. Even if you have such a mother, can you speak bad about her? You are not allowed. Likewise, we should never speak bad or ill about our own parents. Though it might be the truth, please do not say my father is a drunkard, he is a horrible man. There is no need. 
right words are important. If you cannot speak right words, do not open your mouth and do not speak anything bad about your parents. This story is extremely important for you to understand that it is not right on your part to even board any ill against anybody. So if such a type of a mother you had, what would you do? Who doesn't want to take up responsibility? Or you had a father who doesn't? Please do not go in that direction. There is no need to say anything bad about anybody in this world. So, the mouth has been given so that you can speak the right stuff which will not harm anybody. The ears have been given to hear only the good stuff, not the bad. Eyes have been given to see the good stuff only. Everything that is right in this world. So, remember the three monkeys of Mahatma Gandhi, you know, like this, like this, like this. Speak no evil, hear no evil, you know, that. So, I hope you understood. The purpose of this body has to be served and in the right manner. So, when you serve the purpose of this body, you are serving the Krishna inside of you. Did you understand? Does anybody understand the purpose? To understand the purpose of this body is very, very difficult. That means the Swadharma, to arrive at the Swadharma is an extremely difficult task. How would you know? It is very difficult to understand the Swadharma of that particular individual. And it doesn't come to a person for a very long time. If you are, people normally think, I love doing this. I love doing this. So that is my, you know, swadharma. I love to eat chocolates. So is it my swadharma to keep on eating chocolates? I love to travel. I want to go to the Himalayas. I want to travel the world. I want to go to the moon also and the Mars also. I love to go there. Does it mean that is my Swadharma? No. It doesn't mean that is my Swadharma. It only means I love those things. To do that particular activity. It could be that I love to watch movies. Watching movies, I would love to do that. Does it mean that I am supposed to do that all my life and that is my swadharma? Then I should become the gate man no? of that theater. Maybe I will get to watch all the movies. Right? That is not the swadharma. Swadharma means that reason for your birth. Why are you here? How do you find it? That is what we are leading up to. I have got good hands. I have got good legs. I got good eyes. So what can I do? Can I be a good mason? A plumber? If I have got excellent eyes, maybe I should join the Swiss watch companies, you know, the very fine watch tuning that they do. Does it mean that? Nobody has ever understood the Swadharma term. 
according to them, they feel that that is the reason why they are there. It is their mind talking. You see, the mind talks and the mind says, you are good in this thing, so you should do that. Think about it. If you are a good swimmer, you know, Michael Phelps, so many gold medals. How many years can you swim? Till the time the body serves the purpose. After that, finished. Okay. Like that, there are acrobats and there are so many other things, you know, actors. Now, if there are actors, how many years of acting can you do? You can serve the purpose of that body for acting only for a short duration of time, you know. Like ask Sachin Tendulkar or, you know, Boris, whatever his name was. Spassky, I think his name was. Or you can go and ask all the acrobats, that are there, all those gymnasts that are there. The first girl to win 10 out of 10 points, Nadia Komnish, that lady from Russia. How many years can you do that? You have done one Olympics, you have done the 10 points, your name is fixed, after that finished. Then what happens for the 80-90 years that you may live? You may write one book, Pride and Prejudice. After that what? You may write another more books, but then what? Is that your life? Is that you are serving your life purpose? It is one of those goals that you are doing, one of those goal setting that you are doing. And that you feel, oh, I like these things. Liking something and doing something, okay, is a different thing. The purpose is God-given purpose, not my purpose. You understand, my purpose is different than God-given purpose. God-given means what? Do you know how God-given purpose comes? I have to give an example again. Let us say, I am a king. And I have various servants with me. You know, the servant structure is there in the king's, this thing. You know, there is an ADC, okay, next to me. He is supposed to arrange all my stuff. There is someone who is there for arranging my stables. You know, stables, horses, tick, tick, tick. There is someone who looks after my jewelry. Someone who looks after the, you know, uh, my granaries, food, grains and other things. Someone who is a cook. Can I tell the cook to go and look after my jewels? No. So the king has specific jobs for specific people. And can you tell the king, you know, I like to count. And you have made me a cook. Okay. I am better at counting. So, why don't you put me in your khajana, you know, where they keep all the money. I love to count the coins and the... The king will say, I don't want you in that thing. I want you to cook for me. And, the, and that person says, the, cook, the king doesn't like me doing this. No? Maybe I should poison him one day. <laughs> you can't do that. It's exactly the reason. You cannot go against the order of this universe. The universe has been made for a certain order. You will say, what order are we talking about? Have you seen all those animals which get slaughtered in the slaughterhouse? The chickens? Huh? The goats? You know, those animals, the pigs? 
they are going to the slaughterhouse because they are meant for that. So, the reason cannot be my body reason. I like the taste of something. No. What does God want of me? Not do what I want of myself. The God inside wants me to do something. And what is that thing? That is called Swadharma. And Swadharma can never be known to human beings till a very long time. Because you have to work for it. And you have been given a certain kind of a job or an activity which you need to serve first. You got what I am saying? You have to serve that particular thing. That means what? If you have a family, you have to first look after the family. Then, next, then the next. And you will come to your Swadharma in good time. Examples? Jesus Christ. When he was a young boy, was he with his family? Yes. Then a certain age came and he left his family and went away. I think when he was 13 or 14 years old. Then he left. And then he came back. But when he came back, he came back with the purpose of his life. And the purpose of his life was served after that. He had to undergo a training. He had to understand the purpose of his life. And then he came back. So if you think that you have understood the purpose of your life, you are mistaken. Another example is Gautam Buddha. As a Siddhartha, the king, son, he was doing whatever he was supposed to do. That means serve as a king's son, that is prince. He had a wife, then a child. Then an age came where he moved out, went, did tapasya for six long years. Finally, one day he understood something. That is the time when he got the spark, enlightenment. When he got enlightened, he understood the purpose of his life. And then he went ahead doing what he was supposed to do. And that is the time when you start your actual life. When you start the purpose of your life. Swadharma. Till that time, there is the dharma of this world. So do you remember the previous verse where I said, Dharma, Artha, Kama, Moksha. The reason why you are there in the earlier stages is to serve a particular purpose. So you may be a wife or a husband. You may have children and you may have to look after them for some time. And then you have served the worldly purpose. Now the reason why God has sent you over there. So doing that. So, what did these people do? Think. What did Mother Teresa do? What did the Dalai Lama do? I am talking about spiritual. Okay. I am not talking about the material worldly stuff. Okay. Because we are into spirituality. So, I am giving you only spiritual examples. So, where Dalai Lama was a kid. He understood. I cannot be a simple kid. 
So he was taken from there to Potala, Lhasa. There he was given many years of training. After that training, he understood who he truly is. I am the Dalai Lama and I am supposed to handle this particular number of people. And I am here in this world to teach the world something. So after his training was over with his gurus, then he went out and did what was necessary. That is Dalai Lama. Mother Teresa. She was a simple human being who became a nun. Many years of working in different countries and in India, she understood the real meaning why she was there. And then from that day onwards, she understood the real meaning of her birth. And she started doing that. So, it is not that you will come to know immediately what is your Swadharma. Swadharma comes after a long duration of sadhana. Sadhana is important. So, you may be working for a company, you may be doing certain jobs, you may be having a family, you may be having children. It does not matter. That is your mundane material world. But what is important? What is important is to search for this identity. What am I here for? Eagerly desire to render service unto me. The God inside has to be served properly. So I hope you understood this verse. Now we come to the next part. Serving me has another meaning. Serving me means Krishna, the Almighty. So we move to the top portion of the line. A person who gives up all fruitive activities and offers himself entirely unto me. The first part which I said to you in the previous portion was serving the God inside. Correct? So, Swadharma is important. I hope you understood that. And then I told you, serving Krishna means what? Now I am going to tell you what is the meaning of the word serving Krishna. Who is Krishna? In the previous verse, I told you Krishna is that Almighty, Supreme Divine Consciousness, who lives in Golok Vrindavana, who comes with a particular purpose on this planet Earth for serving a certain cause, you know, whatever the cause it might be. And he comes with an agenda. Our job is to ensure that we become a part and parcel of his opulence. Opulence means I want to be a part of his group. How do I become that? So in this verse, he is telling us how to become that. First, you have to give up your fruitive activities. Fruitive activities are in this material world. Now, all those examples that I gave you, Dalai Lama, Mother Teresa, Jesus, Buddha. Now, more examples. Think, Sai Baba, Ramakrishna Paramahansa, Tukaram, Mirabai, do you consider all these people as devotees? Of course, you will consider them as devotees. They are devotees of God. And what did they do? Take them one by one. Tukaram was a shopkeeper. Did he continue doing that? No. Kabir was a weaver. 
Did he continue doing that? No. Mirabai was a princess. Did she continue remaining a princess? No. Ramakrishna Paramahansa was born in a small town, Kamarpukur. Did he stay there and become that? His brother was a pujari. Did Ramakrishna Paramahansa become a pujari in a temple? No. I have given you so many examples. These are devotees of God, devotees of Krishna, devotees of the divine. And they had to give up fruitive activities. Give up the fruitive activities. So Kabir left his thing, weaving. Tukaram had to leave his shop. He was no longer a shopkeeper. So devotion to the divine comes in a single pointedness. You cannot have multiple things going on. Vivekananda, he was bothered about getting a job. You remember, he was so much bothered about getting a job for himself. He told Ramakrishna Paramahansa, I have to look after my family, you see, I have to take up a job. But till the end, he did not get a job. Why? Because God was putting him on the job of his life, Swadharma. So, and it took him a long time to understand that, by the way. After the death of Ramakrishna Paramahansa, he started a little bit of thinking. And he created that Ramakrishna mission with other people. And then he went all over the world. Finally, when he came back, he understood, okay, my job is to do this. Rakhal's job was to handle Ramakrishna mission. He became Swami Brahmananda. Like that, we have stories of Sivananda Swami, you know, Chinmayananda, Ramanna Maharshi. All these examples are there. They are devotees of God. Can we say they are householders? So, if you want to join Krishna, this is the action that has to be taken. And now Krishna is telling this whole thing to Uddhava. Remember this whole story where it all started? This is called Uddhav Gita. And he is telling this story to Uddhava. First you have to give up your fruitive activities. I am sure you remember Vidura from Mahabharat. He was the brother of Dhritarashtra. Finally, you know, he goes to Dhritarashtra and his sons Duryodhan and Dushasan and tells them, you see, the 14 years are over of these Pandavas. Give them back their land. Give them back their kingdom and let them be happy. You have served your, you, you know, you had won a bet, you have got it. Now please give them back. Duryodhan insults him and sends him out. Vidura immediately realizes that this is not the reason why he is over there. So he goes away, goes to different, different parts of India, does tapasya, penance we call it. Finally, he understands the reason why his existence, for his existence and just lets it be, gets lost in the Lord. So if you have a sincere desire to render service unto Krishna, the Almighty God, 
one whom we call as the supreme divine consciousness, then you cannot do any fruitive activity. And you have to offer yourself entirely unto the Lord. And this is an extreme step which is taken. Serving only the Lord's purpose. For spiritual people, this is the final thing that we have to do. It's a beatitude, reaching the state of enlightenment. There is no need of enlightenment because Krishna, to be with Krishna is like the greatest thing on planet earth. To be with him, serve the purpose and to end all the fruitive activities. This is what this verse is talking about. And then you cannot have anything else going on in the world. So there is no family, there are no relatives, there is nothing, nothing, nothing. Just like all these examples that I gave you, 8-10 examples I have given you, if you recollect now. The only purpose is that, at the end, if you want to stand next to Krishna in Goloka, Serve the purpose why he is sent you over there. I myself never understood this purpose. See, it took me five years, four to five years of my life to actually understand why I am here. And it is five years starting from 2001 onwards till 2004, 5, 6. It is then that I understood what it is, why I am here. You think that understanding comes immediately? No. It doesn't come. And it took me many years after that to break out of that whole thing. And only do what is necessary. This is what I am supposed to do and this is what I have to do. Serving my purpose. I have to serve my purpose. So it took me a long time. It took Jesus a long time to understand his purpose. It took a long time for even Buddha to understand his purpose. It takes a long time for all the great people, including Dalai Lamas of this world, Ram Krishna Paramahansas of this world. They may be God incarnate. Please remember this. Jesus Christ, God incarnate. Buddha, God incarnate. It takes a long time even to arrive at that understanding. Why are you here? What is the purpose of this body? The reason why they, it takes a long time is because they are covered by Maya. Which is called illusion. The supreme divine consciousness creates an illusion in this world. And to break out of that illusion and come out. Think. Some people say that, no, first I need money, then I will do this. It's not money. If money was the case, then Tukaram and all these people would have made a lot of money, kept it aside for their children, isn't it? They couldn't do. No, they couldn't do that. If it is reaching a status in life or having, you know, houses and stuff like that, no. It is not that. You cannot think of that. It is called extreme renunciation. One day it comes to you and you leave everything and do only this. You end your fruitive activity. The extreme renunciation is what Krishna is talking about to Dava. 
all right so i will move to the next verse i hope you understood what i said if you are really a devotee of the lord then you have to give up all fruitive activities and offer yourself entirely unto krishna eagerly desire to render service unto him only then you will have liberation from birth and death and you will be promoted to the status of sharing his opulence promoted to the status of sharing his opulence with him i hope you got that verse sukhdev goswami said hearing these words spoken by lord krishna and having thus been shown the entire path of yoga uddhava folded his hands to offer obeisance but his throat choked up with love and his eyes overflowed with tears so he could say nothing all this lesson was for uddhava uddhava is called kinsman kinsman somebody who is there with krishna huh? the courtier so he couldn't utter a single word why because he was choking with emotion when you choke with emotion you don't have any words to say you are quiet he has understood something very unique and that uniqueness is what i have to be with krishna and i have to serve the purpose why he has brought me here which means i have to give up all fruitive activities and i have to offer myself completely at his feet and render only services to him that is it so he folds his hand and he is choking with love and his eyes are overflowing with tears steadying his mind which had become overwhelmed with love uddhava felt extremely grateful to lord krishna the greatest hero of the yadu dynasty my dear king parikshit uddhava bowed down to touch lord's lotus feet with his head and then spoke with folded hands first you got to steady your mind in devotion your mind has to be at the feet of the lord only in devotion there can be nobody in your mind nothing not even your problem in life sitting like this sitting like that you have to have your mind only at the feet of the lord and it has to be filled with love alone no ulterior motive whatsoever single pointed devotion and absolute love unconditional love there can be nobody who can come between you and the divine he felt extremely grateful to lord krishna because lord krishna had given him such beautiful knowledge about the divine about himself and he had shown him the path of devotion how to reach him is the greatest yadu of he is the greatest hero of the yadu dynasty uddhava bowed down to touch the lord's lotus feet with his head and he speaks with the folded hands what does he speak we'll do it next time okay so 
as a recap for these verses that we have done today. The only way of reaching Krishna is to give up all fruitive activities. Offer yourself in service unto his lotus feet. He will liberate you from this cycle of birth and death and he will give you the status next to him in Goloka. So, the only way is this. Everything else is material world. Even the devotion that you think that you have is not called devotion at all. It is including fruitive activity. And in this case, it is excluding fruitive activity. You cannot have any fruitive activity happening. All kinds of fruitive activity. So, giving up yourself completely at the feet of the Lord, not performing any fruitive activity of this material world, you have to surrender at His feet, be in love with Him, having a single-pointed devotion to Him. He will ensure that you join his ranks of opulences. This is the final word. So, I will stop over here and I will see you all in the coming week.